Sam and Peter, it's we're back. It's 2017. It's yeah. all new us. Yep, we're back and better than ever. Yeah, hopefully. And, and totally not like super low energy because it's the end of a <laughs> like long work week. You know, I'm actually in that sort of phase where you you get you tired for a while, and then you get if you're tired constantly for maybe <laughs> for maybe two days, then you just sort of get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that that's definitely my sort of operating parameters yeah, now at this I'm just, point in time. I'm operating at regular me levels, but just with terribly painful eyes. That, that's where I'm at. Painful eyes? Yeah. What's wrong with your eyes, sir? I don't know, you just get tired and you don't get that? I so mean... Should I get looked at? Well, maybe. Maybe. It sounds like you've got eye problems and eye diseases <laughs> and, and hor- horrible anyway, eye, eye stuff. It's a beer with Sam and Peter. It's it's yeah. it's our it's we're back our second ever. season, I guess. No, no, we no. We just we don't want to do seasons. I don't do think we? I don't think two like Australian it's idiots. It's 2017, and we're doing more podcasts, and that's a fun time for yeah. us. And we're trying to be, we're trying to you know, like baby steps. We're trying to be slightly more professional. <laughs> nah. So you should expect uh, our episodes to come out this year on Saturday. Yes. Oh, Every yeah. Saturday. No, we're gonna try and keep. We're gonna attempt to try and keep to a yeah. uh, like a runtime. Oh, yes, we are. We're gonna try and keep to a runtime, and we're gonna try and keep to a regular release schedule. Yeah. Uh, Which is that, an that incredibly might... small, trivial thing for most people, but but for us, it's just like the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this, this episode's going to be partially like our regular episodes and a little bit just of a recap of yeah, what we've gonna, been doing. We're probably going to be a, bit all over, a little bit all over the place. Yeah. We need to get our sea legs back or our land legs. Yeah, How our does that Sound work? legs. Our sound legs. Ear legs. Our beer legs. <laughs> uh, talking, beer about, legs. talking about beer. Spe- speaking of beer legs, yeah. we are drinking a we- super fun, cool beer. Yeah. Which, if you have a look on our Instagram page, you can see that it's out of one of those cool, like, old-school moonshine bottles, but it's actually got beer in it. Yeah, it's called a... It's a 950ml moonshine bottle. It's called a Squealer by yeah. the company. And it's... We're drinking an Irish stout uh, made by Fortitude Brewing... Uh, Fortitude Brewing Co? Fortitude Brewing Company, which is up yeah. on Mount Tambourine. Uh, in if Brisbane. You're, if you're around the Brisbane area, you can head up there. There's a little microbrewery. Right at the top. They're like next to a cheese factory. So it's pretty much a win-win for everyone. You can have cheese tastings and beer tastings at yeah. this little microbrewery. And I actually have tried this before. So uh, Yeah, it's an Irish stout. Yeah, it's drinking. very, very dark. So yeah. we'll give so, it a try. We'll so give it a 10 minute clink. Yeah. That was the shittiest cheers. We'll drink a little bit and then like midway yeah. through the episode, we'll we're going to have like a proper cheers. We, so you have to understand. Stay tuned. Yeah. The... <laughs> Dear listener, stay tuned. We're going to have a proper clink. I can promise you yeah, that. What, 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 what was the plan there? Like those... There's like one guy listening who was just who was about he was just here for the clink and he was yeah. about to fuck off. There's like, oh, I mean that's that's what I gotta wait me. for that. That's what keeps me coming back, Sam. Yeah. I don't know about you. All right, let's give this a crack. It's definitely know. a dark beer. I really like it. It's quite nice. Are you much of a dark beer drinker? Um, in spirit, in spirit, I like dark beers. Oh, good. But I don't end up drinking them very often. Well, they're quite often the like expensive beers at pubs and stuff. And yeah, yeah. We I, tend to drink 
in Australia tend to drink a lot of lagers and the the cheap stuff, which as yeah. as but poor students and recent and me being a recent graduate, mm. um, you get you get the the cheapest that's on the tap. I, you I get usually, your two is new. You get your four X gold. I usually, if I'm going to you get order your four X summer, if I'm going to order a drink, and it's expensive or it's like more expensive than those like bottom feeder ones, then. Uh, I want to buy something that I know I'll like. Yeah, so you I buy, buy stone and wood. Basically. So I buy stone and wood, or yeah. I buy not because it not because it's like a, a Pacific ale, but because it's just something I know is gonna I'm gonna enjoy. Yeah, but this is this is quite good. Yeah, it's very drinkable. <laughs> I would recommend it, but um, it's a craft brewery. And it's I think a craft brewery. Are they, so are they like a small craft brewery? So they do like just batches. Of and of different beers, I believe so. I mean, I know that this particular one isn't there, but if you like stouts and dark beers and things, they always have a stout. Yeah. Okay, and they just call it different names. What was like the? Do you remember what the name of this? I one don't was? remember the name of this one. It's actually worth going to check out. Uh, just check the out the one. names as well because yeah, they're, they're pretty great. Like and, fun creative names. Yeah, and and they're pretty Aussie, so it's nice. Which I can always get behind. Yeah. Um, so if you're in the area, definitely check out. That's Fortitude I love Brewing going Co. to little breweries and stuff like that. Fortitude Brewing Co. If you're watching, one of the things I enjoy most about my job yeah. is that I get to go to some of the cool like breweries and factories and places like that. Yeah, where they make these things that that people love, like beer. Mm. Like I got to go to this little brewing company called Bolter Brewing, which is owned by Mick Fanning and a bunch of like Australian surfers. Really? Yeah, they're like this little. Um, they do a XPA, which is a, a, a extra pale ale. They only do one type of beer. It comes in cans. They also have like comes on, in ta- cans. on tap stuff. Yeah, it comes in cans. I haven't seen many. I've only ever seen it in the wild once. Mm. It's in. It's got like this white. It's like a white can with a green label. It's quite striking in terms of the kind of like whole design and stuff. But yeah, actually, it looks like an IKEA. Br- Beer almost. Ikea brand child soda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But that, yeah. I got to, to go out there and have a tour of their factory and provide them with fun engineering stuff as part of my job, which is cool. Fun engineering stuff. Yeah. Fun engineering stuff. Yeah. I love fun engineering stuff. Don't you love fun engineering stuff, Sam? Occasionally. Um, Occasionally you've been known to dabble I, uh, in fun engineering stuff. I, I think I'll be remembered as a dabbler. <laughs> I know Sam Johnston, he dabbled. Dabbler. Yeah, he dabbled. It'll just on your tombstone. It will say Sam Johnston. I'm, he dabbled. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, I don't know what symbol I'm going to put there that like uh, matches dabbling, but I'm sure I can come up with something. What do you reckon I'd have on my tombstone? Uh you know, have you ever, have you ever eaten uh, jackalope? No. At, uh, there, if you're in, if you're in Brisbane, you should go to these. Just on a sidebar, you should go to these. And you go to markets, you can probably find a pl- this store called Jackalope there. And it's this, this this just gorgeously like rotund guy who's into meat. And he just does the best whatever. He, you know, like he, he'll like either either he breeds them or, or he like knows the bloke who does. You know, he, he follows them, like the, the, the meat all the way to from the butcher to to him and so then like as, he smokes as, it and as then soon he, as the cow is born he's there <laughs> like with his clipboard inspecting yeah. it and, like, and loving and caring like, and giving like it a nice lot of those market and, guys 
Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just awesome. But his symbol is just like this dude, this like semi hipster dude with this this big beard. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what to put on your t- what to write on your tombstone. In terms of like little outdented uh, things they put on, instead of a cross, we'll just put like a side facing man with a baby with a beard, beard. <laughs> like an Ernest Kelly haircut on the top. Oh, uh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. It, it wouldn't look any, it probably wouldn't look anything like me, but that's... Oh, they never do. They never do. You know what? I it's actually... If image. I want... It, I've, I've, I've considered this... Met, uh, well, I think even considering it once is too many times, but I've considered it far too many times. If someone ever made an action figure of me, if, if we became that, <laughs> that famous, I want it to be modeled off a completely different guy because it never looks right. It looks It looks awful. Every time. Have you seen some of those action figures? Of just like regular people? Yeah. No? It looks like... I, I saw one the other day. It was meant to be Superman. Meant to be Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah. And it, it looked... Oh, what? Just in terms of like the face and it stuff? It looked like a gaunt raven man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like it. It looked like the Vulture from Spider-Man. Wow. It was hideous. Anyway. 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 How you going, Sam? How's life? Uh, I'm going pretty well. Yeah. It's really hot in Brisbane right now. Oh, it's so fucking but, hot. Um, Cricket's on today, and they must just oh, yeah. be out there yeah. in the middle of the Gabba, absolutely dying. Well, mate, I've been I've been playing cricket, like, with, with a lot the, recently. The with, young ones? With, with streams with, of young people. That sounds absolutely terrible. Um, it, you know, you sweat up a storm. It's still kind of fun, though, you know, and, like, every now and then, like, now I'm just waiting for a, a spot. You think the power trip would come from... Uh, being the referee, yeah. But no, it comes from just being, just being the star batsman. <laughs> and every now and then you're just like, mm, well, you know, kids, if you've all had a go, you know who hasn't had a go? Me. <laughs> um, do you also get to do the thing where like someone's just be, been in for far too long, so you just say that they're out, even if they're clearly not? Um, no, I try and keep it really fair. I mean, I'm one of those. I'm going to be one of those dads where it's like. Uh, in terms of sports and stuff, it's going to be a learn to lose, you know, kind of environment. (laughs) I think that's like, I mean, not to get all serious with you, but people, kids, kids, a lot of them these days, I find just can't lose. Like that's, and I, I don't think that's the object of the game. Like the object of the game is not to just win every time, you know, that's not why I play games. I play games to like have a competition with someone yeah but i think what the sort of inclusiveness general like stream of thought is yeah. is that everybody has a fun time and if everybody's having a fun like if just the sort yeah, of average is so fun the leap that rather than made like is... one kid having like just the best time because he never gets out and then yeah. he gets in and bowls well, all I the shitty the people out the leap that they've made though is that everyone has a good time okay the only way that we're going to have everyone have a good time is we're going to give everyone trophies and that's definitely not the right, right way to do it I don't know it's, it's anyway a, anyway it's, we're, we're getting into Sam the and Peter's advice corner yeah <laughs> um yeah, I, I've been doing well. I've been sampling uh, a few new things of the, the media variety. Oh, good. Um, Plenty of stuff to, to talk about yeah, in actually, this episode. Actually, what I really wanted to start off talking about um, is a game. Uh, Peter hasn't played this. He's a bit of a, bit of, bit of a scaredy cat. But uh, uh, I've been playing a game recently on the computer called The Forest. Yep. 
Um, and and bef- before we get into like talking about games and TV shows and, and stuff, yeah, I want to just quickly uh, come clean and mention that <laughs> uh, I did not do my homework. Yeah, we had we had all we had. So for next episode, our homework movie is the, the Terminal, Terminal, the Tom Hanks movie. But I just I don't know. I completely forgot. Yeah, I meant to watch it over. I had two weeks off over Christmas. I meant to watch it then, and just. I don't know, for whatever reason, you've been away, I've been away, like, we just haven't seen each other all yeah. that much for, for a little while. Yeah, I think and we just all because have a of that, Because of that, I just kind of forgot about it, and then I was back at work this week, and I just it just completely slipped my mind. So, my apologies, if you're looking for our review of if you If you've watched the Terminal, Terminal, you had your thoughts, and now you're really pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, but we have been watching other things. We have been watching other fun things. And you can always do that. If, you, if you're new, if you're only tuning in this year to us, um, we're, what we're talking about now is our homework movie. So every episode we pick a homework movie that's almost always available on Netflix. Yep. Um, just to make it a little bit more accessible for everyone. I think every movie that we've done has been on Netflix. Yeah. And it's, it's a movie. And that, that's just because we want everyone to actually... We watch that be able to completely talk about full spoilers and, we'll ruin and, it and everything, yeah. and have a really in-depth, good discussion about yeah. these movies. Um, another thing I would say, if you are a new listener, is that um, if you want to get a bit of an idea of our personal tastes in the things that we mainly talk about, which is film and TV and movies, yeah. um, you can go back and listen to our year in review set of four episodes of year in review podcast that we did the at the end of last year yeah not which are all on soundcloud now uh, rss feed and all not to be stuff. confused with my year in review which is coming oh good uh, It'll I've, happen. Been, I've been waiting it. for that i threatened it and you know i've got to carry it out at some point we're going to be talking about color and luster and i don't know where how you describe your but i mean well it's it's definitely volume? it's definitely a, a time actually it's pretty funny my mum got a email at work oh, from yeah. like HR people saying it's a serious you've got, thing. you've got to like make sure you're staying hydrated and all that. You know, maybe we could get in contact with someone. It's like you know how some how you know, all the cricketers are wearing pink for breast cancer and things. We, we should have like we could urine awareness. Yeah, we could we, do, we, we could have, do a urine review to support not getting dehydrated. We could we could ha- like sponsor the yellow test. My God. <laughs> it's the start of something beautiful. Yeah. What do you think our charity should be called? Ooh. The Peter Connolly Foundation. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I would love every, anybody who's listening to go and comment on this episode on SoundCloud or iTunes with your most uh, offensive name for our P-testing charity. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we're just, we're just trying to raise awa- awareness, really. Yeah, and, and and I would really appreciate some alliteration. I always appreciate some alliteration. <laughs> if you can wrap in maybe three or four words, love it. Anyway, the anyway, the meeting meeting getting get, getting down to business. We're going to be real serious now and have a yeah. have a proper so proper red hot Australian go. So the forest, um, it's available on Steam. Yeah, it's a survival horror game by. Uh, uh, this guy's called Night Games. It's a Canadian company, and I think they've done something else. Um, but they're pretty small. And it, the biggest thing for me that I have to mention, and, and just kind of quickly get out of the way, and then backpedal on, is it, it is in alpha. Which, I, st- I mean, I stand by the fact that if you're looking at a game, you've, you've been told it's cool, you haven't heard too much about it, and you see that it's in alpha, you should usually that's the time to really consider whether you actually want to buy this thing right now. 
But uh, for me, this game feels... Uh, it feels done, right? Like, I played uh, Seven Days to Die, which is another survival horror game. It's like Minecraft. It, it's like a, it's like a first-person survival game, yeah. kind of like with Minecraft elements where you are There's been like a cra- crafting items and, it's and that sort of thing. After, it's like Minecraft except with crazy cannibal people. Yeah, well, that, I, that, well, that's the forest. With like super graph... Like, yeah, how I would describe the forest from looking at trailers and screenshots, because I'm too much of a wimp <laughs> to actually play the game, yeah. is that it's Minecraft with uh, crazy cannibal people. Yes. Yeah, and, and like good graphics. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the thing that sets it apart. Um, just talking about alphas, because when I played Seven Days to Die, um, it felt like a lot of those alpha games. It felt like an unfinished game, mm. you know, that I was playing. Like it felt like you you, you knew that there was some going to be like you looked at something. And you it knew, was like this is gonna there's gonna be play, something playing here. Playing Seven later. Days to Die, it's the AI is super buggy. The graphics are like. Garbage. But but that's not really what what I, what I mean. What I mean is, there are actual like gamey stuff. There are there are objects or mechanics and stuff that aren't there. Yeah, like they might have stuff in the UI, but it just is broken. Yeah, or, or whatever. Like and in this game, bugs. This game really feels like it's it's done. Like the the only thing that I would say about uh, the forest in terms of it being an alpha is like um, the ending is still in. The, the ending's like still in the works. There's an ending available now in the game, which was quite recent, but it's still kind of being shaped. Right. And that's why it's an alpha. It seems like these guys have really built it like uh, on like a linear time timeline. Like the game itself, the start, the middle, it's all done. It's kind of interesting considering what the game is, which is like in terms of like the story and stuff, because it's like you, you're on yeah. a plane and you crash on this island. Yeah, so you're, and then you're a dad. Of, Almost, almost like in real time, that they are making this story and coming up with an ending. Yeah. Like, but you are you are surviving on yeah. this island. There's a few things that really that like I, I loved about this game. I'm playing it. Uh, so yeah, the, the to, but to give you a bird's eye view, the, the forest is you start. What, what, you, like you're really a, sets, like so you're a dad. Yeah. With your son, and you start the game off on a plane. You actually sit there, you know, next to Timmy. Which is his actual name, Seriously. which I love. Um, and then the plane gets brought down in a very lost style fashion. Oh, good. Um, I would say instead of Minecraft with cannibals, it's lost with cannibals. Um, but yeah, you crash the plane. Timmy gets dragged away by cannibal people. And then you just left to survive. Um, and the thing that really sets Can it apart from me. Yeah. Well, oh. well, well, that's kind of spoiling it, but yes, you can find, you can definitely work towards finding Timmy. Right. That's like the thing that really sets this apart. Usually, you're like you're left there, like in Seven Days to Die, all these sort or of days. There, there never even really is much of a story. Yeah, there you just turn like up, a... you build a base, and you survive for as long as possible. Yeah. And in this one, and like that's the problem with those games. I so I I'm I'm really engaged at the start of playing Seven Days to Die because I'm like trying to survive. I'm trying to build shit. I'm constantly under threat. I feel powerless. I feel kind of scared, even though I'm not really scared in that game. Um, and then I get bored. I like build this big wall. I've got a stash of food and water, and I'm and I'm like, why would I why would I play this anymore? Yeah. And in this game, it, it, it's almost it's almost tuned to where you you never get bored because once you reach that stage, you're walking out in the forest. There are these cannibal people who are amazing, by the way. 
um, in terms of their, their AI who are freaking you out. It's a little bit eerie. You build this base. You kill a lot of a lot of wildlife. You become a vicious murderer or whatever. You build your wall. You get your food, stash of food. And then it's time to go caving. Um, and that's where the horror element of this game really comes into it. Like, I've never felt relaxed playing the forest. At any point. These cannibals are fucking crazy. 20 minutes into the game, I was walking along, uh, walking along through the forest, came across a little village where the cannibals obviously were staying because they've got like, you know, dudes stretched out faces set up as effigies. No, they weren't there, but there was one of the passengers of the plane, which is like a side objective for the game. Find the passengers from the manifest. Spoiler, they're all dead. <laughs> um, and this guy had tennis balls coming out of his throat. He was like tied up on the ground and a tennis racket like shoved down his mouth. And uh, when I started trying to hack his arm off to eat it, because yeah, that's what happens. Um, I, I hit him and because he was dead and sort of dead people actually fill up with gas and stuff. I hit him and he sort of, he sort of exploded and his, he'd been, his like whole stomach was just full of tennis balls. It's weird, eerie stuff like that. And then, you know, you turn around and you realize that there's like a savage that's been watching you for ages. It's just it, it, stuff like that makes you feel constantly uncomfortable. Can you talk a bit about the? Because we were talking a bit about about this game, yeah, um, the other day about the AI, yeah, of so the cannibal people. It's it's evolving as well, but at the moment it's it's really great. So they, they, you get they're actually mutants, um, and the game is sort of on the sort of like Resident Evil style thing without zombies, but more like a, you know company with this ridiculous mutagen. Mm. So if on, in some cases, like if you go down into the cave systems, uh, which I don't recommend going down if you're like, I've, I've quit to the menu. I've done it when I've been playing solo and going down into a cave, but the, you'll find like big ridiculous abominations. Like there's, there's one, there's an abomination with class named Virginia, uh, who, when, when she was subject to whatever she was subject to, you'll find that out later. She, uh, grew like massive but uh all all the all the stuff that makes up her body are all sexual organs which is really weird there's like a dude that's all arms and there's like some even weirder shit but on the surface there's just these cannibal people uh and their their eyes are fantastic like um i think this is only in video games but if you play horror video games or indeed i think we've all played at least one zombie game it's it's no longer scary to me if they come up, and sometimes they, these guys will do that. Like you see them, they scream, and then they charge at you. Yeah, that's kind of what you expect, right? It's it's really scary for a gamer when they do fuck all. Like these guys, they'll 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 do their own thing. The the creepiest thing is when they they're on their own, they're doing their own thing. You see three of them, they sort of like on all fours, like lope over a ridge that you're like underneath. They'll just run by and off into. And, and, and that's really, that's kind of really unsettling. They, they really like to like wait. And if you're fighting three of them, um, they'll coordinate a lot like wolves. Like, so one or one will start like, like sort of like screaming at you or and whatever, like making like he's about to like charge you. Uh, while another one will like start like shifting around to the side of you. So he's out of your view. They'll start spreading out. So you can't. You can't see all of them at once. Um, they'll giggle. 
that's really that that really freaks me out. Especially if you're in a cave system, and in this game, if you're in a cave, it's it's completely dark, totally pitch black. Your lighting system is that you have this little lighter that is really shitty and sometimes works. So, you know, when you hit L to start up your light, you pull out your lighter and it's like a click, click, like as you try and get it to start. At some point, it'll start, and then you've got like a little light, and then that can get blown out all the time. Then you've got to start it again. So once you walk, when you walk in one of those caves, you can have one of like oh, those guys running around. Going like, <laughs> what? Tell me about the the time when you quit desktop. <laughs> so, like, just to, just I to like kind of cap off on the end of this, and we'll do yeah. something else. Yeah, but you should you should try this out if you're into any of this. Uh, I I quit to desktop when I went down into a cave system, which you have to do to find all the cool shit. And um, I was doing fine. Like, I was romping around with with headphones on, which was stupid, and uh. Like a, my, my stole mace with some cloth wrapped around it and it was on fire. I'd beaten a couple of couple of mutants that had come at me. And I was running around, uh, you know, I was, I was like running through the cave system. And then I got to this corner, turned around, and the camera was like... Uh, I was right next to a wall, so the camera sort of edged out. You know, they push in forward. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> I turn around the corner and there's this, there's this like cannibal guy who's, there's this sort of a type of cannibal guy who looks a lot like Gollum. He's kind of like pale. He looks a lot like uh, Gollum from that third Lord of the Rings movie where he's like halfway. Yeah. And he, like, I just turn around, he's in my face and he's just like, and as soon as that happened, uh, my torch blew out. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just in the dark and it's, it's, it's the most terrifying time I've ever spent in a menu before because there's no pause like you just go into your crafting menu I'm like fucking trying to craft this like put more cloth on my thing and then once you wrap that around you know I've got to hit I've hit, hit him I've get my lighter out trying to like flick it on and, and light the thing and oh, man we're like like back backing up but I don't really know where I'm going <laughs> just trying to get away from this guy yeah there's, you know he's making weird g- giggling noises and uh, then I light the torch and He's not there, is he? <laughs> he's just gone. There's just no one. He's just yeah. He's just gone. Um, and then I took, I like came around the corner a bit further, and there's this big black room. Yeah. Like that you just can't see anything in. Um, from the ceiling, there's they do this sometimes. I don't know why the cannibals are fans of this, but from the ceiling, there's all these thumbs that are hanging down from on strings. And in the back of the room, somewhere, I hear like him like go. Whoo-hoo. And, uh, and then I just quit to desktop. <laughs> oh, fuck this. <laughs> so I'm not proud of it, but I've done it. So if you're into spooky games. Yeah, or, or just survival games. It's, or, it's really great. Um, and if you, it, just before I finish, it's really worth mentioning that the origi- reason I originally came into this game before I even found out about the cave systems and stuff is because I saw someone crafting in it. And the way it works, it's just it's just so... It makes so much more sense. Is it just really intuitive? Like you chop down this tree and and you you actually you log it. It tips over, um, smashes apart into sections of log. You have to throw that log over your shoulder. You walk over to where you're going to build your uh, log, log cabin that you're yeah. making, and you just put the log down. And that log is one of the logs, right? You just you put it down. You see it, stuff like that. It's there's no like. Sound where but you, some time where you go into a menu, you hear, you hear like a bunch of scrunching noises and then bing, and it just pops up. Yeah. Um, which is really great. 
You know, like if you go fishing, you craft a spear, you just stand there in the water like like your Tom Hanks from Castaway. You throw the spear at the water and you like jab into a fish and he comes up and he's sort of flopping around on your spear and then you like slide the fish off the spear, take away cooking on the fire. Like there's no weird menu magic, which I really like. In fact, the whole menu, you just hit I and you unfurl your a blanket underneath all the shit that's in your backpack. So your, oh, really? your, your inventory is just a shot, like a real-time shot with the with the stuff in the background in the forest of a roll with all your stuff that you're currently carrying. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it's really nice that way. Um, the only thing that I would notice in Alpha is the ending, uh, as I said, and, uh, you know, it can get a bit framey um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the forest. Sounds like reasonably well polished for an early access game. Yeah, um, and it's it's twenty dollars and fifty cents Australian, which is fifteen dollars US on Steam. On Steam, I think it's kind of worth it if you're into those games. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, well, I want to just very very briefly talk about a game that I've been playing, which we haven't talked about beforehand, which yeah. is the new Pokemon game. Which, oh, which yes, I Sutterman. which I finished last week. Yeah, wow. Um, which it's generation seven, I think. Oh, don't look at me. They're up to now, so they now have almost a thousand Pokemon in the Pokedex. Wow. Um, and I just want to say to people that if um if you've kind of gone away from the Pokemon games for a while and you enjoyed them in the past, it's a really refreshing, um. I don't necessarily think Return to Form, because I think the previous Pokemon games are usually pretty good. Yeah, I think the only um, one that I thought was a big dip for me was Black and White. Yeah. Personally, I thought that was a bit... Yeah. That was Although I did play a lot of Black and White. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think the, the cha- they have made um, changes in terms of their storytelling. Like, it's it's pretty much a 3D... Um, oh yeah, it's pretty much a 3D it's Pokemon great. game it's now. It's almost way. like the console Pokemon game that we've always wanted. Mm. Um, it's not sprite based anymore. You can sort of move around in any direction. They do a lot of. Um, they've really advanced the way that they tell the stories. Yep. Um, I really like that they're like a big ticket item for me. They have like proper cutscenes. Is that there are no HMs? Anymore. Yeah, yeah. They've they've changed up. They've done a lot of quality of life stuff. They've really yeah. changed up the sort of general progression of the of the game, where you're not fight, you're not going to eight gy- and fighting at eight gyms anymore, yeah. and then beating the elite four. Like you do basically do that. But what the difference this time is the setting of the game is like in Hawaii, or the Pokemon. Yeah, equivalent is like Alola. There's a snowy place, but it's Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what you're doing this time is you're doing the island challenge, which is like a series of there's about there's about fifteen of them. Mm. There's like one for every type because the reward for beating any island challenge is you get like a special stone for each type of Pokemon, which yeah. you use for like a special move. That's that you like can their answer to like a toned down Mega Evolution. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. It's called Z Power. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I just found it really refreshing the way that they changed that up, um, mm. change up the general structure of the game, change up the general, the storytelling of the game, um, the way that they, 
uh, have varied the Pokemon that you get in the initial areas yeah. of the game. Yeah, that's Like, really you get nice. very, very quickly, you get lots of different types of Pokemon, which is really cool. From I mean, I think that just comes with the fact that they, you know, the, their system now is like, we've got our new Pokemon in the area. And if it was just the new Pokemon, right, it still would be pretty uh, type, like, you wouldn't get the they, variety they still, of types, but it's still, the fact that you have, they have that whole background of Pokemon to choose from. Yeah. So you can still run So they really stuff. use their whole roster pretty well, I yeah. think. Um, Except... They, they do, but they also do stuff like, you, you can catch Dragon Pokemon by the second... You can have Dragon Pokemon by the second gym, yeah. whereas in the previous games, it was like Dragon and Ice and, and Dark you just, and you stuff never like get that. Them. You just don't get... You don't get till right at the end. And if you weren't uh, training, training Pokemon to, to battle other people with... Then what? There would be almost no point to getting a dragon Pokemon. Like they look, they're one of the coolest types of Pokemon. But I've already the only place the only place I'm going to get them is say Victory Road, and at that point, like I've got my team. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it it is still, it it's still pretty easy. I think. Yeah. I don't know. For I I've definitely found in this game and in um Alpha or Omega Ruby, which I played earlier in the year as well, I found yeah. them both really easy. And it's not... Like, even the gym leaders that you fight at the end don't even have a full team. I like, think Pokemon's... Or, like, it's never it, been it a might... hard campaign, you know, in, in Pokemon. Yeah. It's always maybe, been Maybe it's just because I've actually gotten better at playing games. Yeah. And sort of, I remember having to actually grind and train on my Pokemon rather than just sweeping everything. Yeah. But it is reasonably easy. And I would kind of... One thing I would hope that they would introduce in the games going forward would maybe be a, a hard mode or like a new game plus or something just that has a bit more of a challenge. In I it, think that would I think be really great. Rather than having to rely on their like end game battle city or whatever it is, the things where yeah. you don't get experience for any of your Pokemon and you get like shitty rewards for. Well, there was almost for, like, a whisper all the of that, wasn't there? Items. There was like almost a whisper of that where I can't remember which game it was, but you could. Go, you get a call from gym leaders and random people that you battled before and they say like, they say like, oh, I'm ready for a rematch and you mm. go and, and battle them again. And that yeah, was, a that new game plus in, would be good. That was in, I think, Pearl and, Pearl and Diamond. I thought maybe? it was in X and Y, it, but I might have been wrong. I don't think it was. A, it, it is a feature that has been in previous games. Yeah. And Actually, in Gold and Silver, you can actually go back and verse yeah. all the gyms from the first game, and that's so that, that, that that's so you could get sixteen badges. Yeah, and what I like, my ideal sort of thing would be you play through every continent of the game. Yeah, I mean, as that would insanely be game. insanely massive as that would be, but yeah. something something like that, or even just to sort of extend the game. No, I think a new game plus is totally achievable for them. Yeah, and it makes sense, and it's it's a cool thing because like. Part the reason I wanted to go back and battle those people is that you know just because of the way the game works, I understand that the first gym leader, like the Brock of the game, has to kind of suck, right? Yeah. And that's you if you're um if you're not battling if you're not playing Pokemon a lot after the story, that's your only sort of that's that's the representation of Rock Pokemon. You know, like no one it used to be like no one liked Rock Pokemon because. You found them this like the the you saw them at the start of the game, and your they, encounter they, with them was that like three years. They're weak to water, which is one of the most prevalent types. Yeah, um, I would have loved the idea of going back and seeing like you know battling a badass Brock 
or like a like just like seeing those those like level one gym leaders yeah uh get powered up and get their revenge because it's not like that in the show and it's not how they describe it in the game you know in the game you're meant to that was always a big hole for me you're meant to like if you're a gym leader, you're pretty much as good as it gets apart from the Elite Four. Like, you've worked for your place. And yeah, yet, whereas like, the actually, level one gym leader guys... Whereas was, they have, like, a level a level six, yeah. well, like, a level ten Geodude is yeah. their best Pokemon and that kind of thing. Um, so, that, yeah, I mean, you game and, and, I mean, really, they are games for kids as well. Like, yeah. almost baby's first RPG. Continue. So, to, but... I don't know though because there there is an insane amount of depth in Pokemon games, and yeah. there is they have a very varied fan base. Yeah. But they are kind of this the story is really kind of kiddie and and that sort of thing. Oh, I will say yes, that actually, this, one thing I will say that the story this time was actually pretty long. <sighs> like it took me about my game clock said about thirty hours by the time I was yeah. finished. Um, the game, which I think is which is which is never like one hundred percent accurate, but yeah. I, I think. 30, it, it maybe took me 20 or something, but still, that's reasonably long for yeah Pokemon campaign. The, the only thing that I had a problem with with the story for that game is that when you first start off the game, um, you're on tracks in the story for a while. Like, hmm. the, the amount of cutscenes, it really, really, really pissed me off. I okay, well, maybe you anymore. won't like this one so much because you are, it is completely linear. I, I just, I just it, it is completely scenes. linear to the point where, um, and there's lots of cutscenes, and it's completely linear to the point where you can't even access areas, like you can't access areas you weren't supposed to, mm. which they kind of, I think, disguised a little bit better better in previous games, whereas in this one, they, they literally have like a removable fence, which they bring across with a person standing in front saying, you can't get past here until you've beaten the gym leader. Oh yeah, we've had that before. Yeah, we have had that before, but it was yeah. it was a bit more in fiction. Whereas this time, it's just yeah. like literally just a fence in the way, and, and and you also have a your Pokedex is infested by a Rotom. Oh yeah, um, it talks to you all, the which time. talks to you all the time, and also has a pointer towards the next objective as well. So yeah. it's it's very linear, pointing you in the direction you want to go. There's not a lot to explore. It does fix a little hole though. I mean, I think that was there. One of the other things that the Rosen Pokedex does is he tells you what you're currently supposed to be doing every time you load the game. Yeah, which I actually think is a good addition because you always forget. Yeah, you could just not play Pokemon for a long time. You know, you could be the person who plays Pokemon when you travel and Mm. then you've just forgotten where you're meant to go. So I I do appreciate that. But just just to use my Mega platform, uh, I've got to say as well, very upset that you can't get horsey. In the game, can you not get horsey at all? Can't get horsey in the game, and they haven't added Pokemon Bank either, which is a bit shit. And the other thing is that um, I understand that they haven't done this with a Pokemon in a long, long time, which is good because they know it's a shitty thing. But the old Pokemon, like from Silver and stuff, who have to be traded, yeah, to be evolved, still have to be traded to be evolved, and it is shitty. When, it when wasn't a good idea. Player, yeah. They need to just change that. It's so easy to change it. They change the goddamn colors of all the Pokemon and the types yeah. and everything. They can't change how... how well, I mean, how Cedra evolves. I think Let's be honest. I'm just talking about Cedra. <laughs> Not Gengar or Machamp. Oh, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> but I need my Kingdra, though, Peter. I need it. That's a, I mean, that's where they capitalize on their older audience in this game as well, is the yeah. fact that you can get... 
you could very easily just have a team of of um Gen One Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, and, and another th- cool thing they add is the is the Alolan forms of of old Gen One Pokemon. So they've got like a the Nine Tails is Ice type now, and Marowak is Ghost and Fire, and yeah. Muck is Dark and um, Poison, and all this cool stuff. But I don't like him. <laughs> I think he's, he's you like him. You got you anyway. got a Muck. Anyway, I think we should move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a movie, uh, we have had a few movies come out this year already. Yeah. Um, and one of those passengers, which I've seen, you haven't seen. I have not seen. Um, the, the one that is kind of insane to me that there has not been a pairing between, uh, Chris Pratt and Chris, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Cause they are like the two big yeah, Hollywood darlings at the moment. And I think that, that, that instantly, the movie instantly got some... Uh, got some hate because they were both in it you know they were talking about American yeah. Sweethearts and some love you know um, I kind of wanted to see it just because they were both yeah. in it well I, I wasn't um, I wasn't looking to see it uh, and I went with a group of people and we all unanimously uh, liked the movie um, I thought it was I thought it was well well above average yeah, it's, what's it? What's the? General, I would definitely like, recommend. Can you it. give me a quick plot synopsis? Yeah, so because I I kind of know what the entire movie is about, and it's going to be just from the shitty trailers that they put out. But well, so to talk about that, um, uh, we all have sounded like morons. I know I've said it. I know you've said it, and I know you've said it again. But the passenger trailer, oh, it gives everything away. It actually doesn't. Really? Um, this movie that, got, that, this movie got that me on board. That one sentence might actually make me yeah. want to go see the movie This movie now. got me on board straight away. And kept me there. Um, because uh, what I really like about this trailer is that it, it sort of outlines a much more stereotypical movie than what you actually get with Passengers. Yeah. And instead of going and like... Uh, you know, having this whole thing where we, we, we look like we're spoiling the movie, but actually there's some sort of crazy ending, right? In this one, um, there's a huge section at the start of the movie that you don't expect from the trailer. And things don't quite work out um, the way that they're meant to. Uh, some characters lie very significantly. So, what the trailer... Don't, said, don't spoil no, anything. No, basically the trailer that you see is... It's sort of like the fictional lie version of what's going on. Okay, so what what I think happens in the movie, just based off the trailer, Mm -hmm. is they're sending this arc or whatever to, like, another planet, and they've got, like, this massive population of people who are all in stasis sleep. Yeah. And just so happens that the incredibly attractive Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt happen to wake up together, and then they're like... Fall in love and stuff, and then stuff starts to go wrong, and, that and is everything not, explodes. And that is not what happens. Okay, well, that actually is. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um. Chris Platt, Chris Pratt plays someone who is both not very funny. Um, he's likable. I think it's hard for him not to be. Uh, but he's also does some stuff that's very despicable. Um, and, don't, and I like, no, no, like, well, well, you don't know what that is. I, I, I'm, I, but, but I'm now not I'm just like waiting for him to do. Yeah. Well, no, no, uh, nothing like, 
crazy. Like <laughs> he goes on like a murdering spree or something, or he's secretly evil. Just, just, I think it's nice to see Chris Pratt play someone who's not just amazing, you know, or not he's just a bit of a bastard. Yeah, who's human. Um, and uh, yeah, the, I mean, this movie has three actors in it, which is which really? is just great. There's only really there's three of them. I mean, there's some people who play uh, extras in in like a video, say, of a flashback uh, back on Earth, but that's it. Um, and yeah, yeah. So you're right. It, it's a movie about passengers. Is a movie about this uh, ship. Um, that's off to one of the other worlds that we've colonized in the future. Mm. Um, and it's nothing like the world is ending and stuff. Uh, the, it's just the tagline for this company who migrates people is uh, the, the the world, it's not all it's cracked up to be or like it's a bit boring or something like that. Uh, it's very Futurama. In planet, that- planet Earth actually just kind of shit. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's very Futurama actually in like the whole like really cynical look at like the oh, amazing you're from future, Earth? yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, they're traveling there. It's going to be like a hundred. It's going to be a ninety-year journey, and no, it's going to be like a hundred-something-year journey. And uh, so they've all sort of agreed to basically sacrifice their lives on Earth because by the time they wake up, everyone's going to be dead, and they're going to be on a new planet. Christopher Pratt, uh, Chris, Chris, I can't, Chris Pratt plays um, a engineer who has one of the shittiest births and he's there because he's got a useful skill just like in my like migration on earth and they're all they're going to take a cut of his pay the entire time and he's going to build help build them the, the future over there yeah um i thought of i thought of you my fellow engineers when 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 i uh, saw his backstory his whole thing is his whole tagline for his character is basically that on earth in the future and kind of now um when something breaks uh, someone just replaces it. And so there's nothing really for him to do. That's what, what he figures. If he goes to a new planet, he'll be making new things. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence is a, is a oh, in one of like the luxury, uh, luxury births and she's just there to write a story about the migration of humanity. Right? Um, and yes, they are, they wake up. Uh, so they're trapped on the ship that's malfunctioning, uh, that's not letting them go anywhere. That it's 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 kind of a nice ship, right? There's like a there's like a butler, uh, there's like a waiter guy and butler robots. Uh, it was meant to be a luxury cruiser for these people to live on for the three months that they like learn skills and stuff before they land on the planet. But yeah. they just have ninety years to go. Um, and that's the movie. It's on the outside, you would call it. I'm sure it's being billed as a sci-fi film, but it is purely a, a human a movie about like human character and um, it's think- a relationship drama and it, right. and, and it does its job much better than I thought it would be. Um, there's a, oh, there's a fantastic use of physics uh, in this movie. I always love that sort of thing. Oh, I, like, like I love it. What they did in uh, Interstellar, like yeah. the way they did their spaceships was just so cool. Well, this one also has, this one is actually the design of the spaceship just to go nerdy for people who aren't listening it's a long stick. Yeah. And every every floor on the ship is a ring that's rotating around the stick. Yeah. Right? At a certain RPM to generate a, a, a you know, a centrifugal force that's meant to mimic gravity. Yeah. 
So, like in when they get in the lift, yeah. It when Chris Pratt gets into the lift for the first time, it warns him that it's all going to go zero zero g. So when he's in the lift, he's in zero g because he's not in a part that's spinning, yeah. which is just really sexy for a scientist. Like I love that. Um, and there's a there's a portion of the movie where you think, you know, where usually in this in this part you put this big dramatic scene, you know, oh god, I'm about to die because I'm about to hit this thing when Chris Pratt's floating in space, right? But Chris Pratt's also holding on to this heavy object. Yeah. That's to do with the plot, so I won't tell you what it is. But um, So he just tosses the heavy object at the dangerous thing. And what does he do, Peter? The dangerous thing moves out of the way because it's... No, no. Think about it. It's a Newton law. Oh, he moves He backwards. just flies the other way. Yeah. yeah. Engineers! <laughs> <laughs> Physics! Yeah. Um, and it's this really deft thing that sort of takes away all the te- ruins the tension of the scene you know it's just like oh I'm going to use so, physics yeah it, it, if you had to hang up on this movie for the actors or the fact that it's a really big blockbustery kind of thing um, summer draw uh, don't don't get hung up on that it's pretty great I, I recommend going to see it it's not like one of the greatest artistic masterpieces of our time but it's a good, it's a 7 or 8 a, so, a solid fun movie yeah so that's Passengers. I, I think it's definitely worth seeing. Just for okay. that reason. Yeah. And I think curiously, what watching Passengers made me think of... You know how it, we always think of it as a bad thing that actors get typecast? Yeah. Or that you can't believe that someone is... That an actor is a, say, bad person or a good person or just a different person from who you're used to that actor playing, you know, and that can really ruin a role. We talked about how Viggo Mortensen was so great in Captain Fantastic because he's just not well-known enough that as soon as you watch that movie, you just forget that he's Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, you don't, you don't have, like, there. expectations for what a Viggo Mortensen role would be. Right. When I watch a Brad Pitt movie, I can't just get into the movie and think of him as a character. I, I think of him as Brad Pitt. Yeah, and same thing with sort of like George Clooney is like he's going to be right. wisecracky, and of course uh, charismatic with, man. And of course with Chris Pratt, right? Yeah. You think that he's going to he even more so. Yeah. He's going to be wisecracky, charismatic. The thing, the thing short, about, shirtless man. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he, and he definitely does. There's a lot. Of, <laughs> that, actually, that just 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 as a side note, um, this movie is great in the whole uh, equal representation um, in Hollywood thing because. Uh, there's some there's some there's some saucy J Law scenes, but there's equally if not more bare ass Chris Pratt scenes, uh, which is great. Um, the one in particular that I think you'll appreciate a lot. It's very funny. Uh, but the, they use Chris Pratt's like it, it it's it's really well utilized. The whole idea that you know that Chris Pratt's a nice guy. Um, I think it was actually really necessary in this movie because if he was played by a no named actor. It would be much more difficult to so he, like him. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, just to stay broad, the actions that he takes, if he wasn't Chris Pratt, I think we would have a hard time being on his side. So it's actually kind of a nice thing that he's Chris Pratt. It gets you kind of on side with him, even though he's done this. Yeah. So it, it's actually, the, I just thought it was nice. It's the first time in, in, ever in a movie where I've, thought it was a really good thing that he was that we all know that Chris Pratt plays a certain type of character. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's passengers. That's I, passengers. I recommend and, and seeing I, it. And I think um, we might leave it there. 
Yeah. For for our first podcast back for 2017, there was we had a big long list of things we wanted to talk about. As always, but we, as always, we're trying but, to time it out this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So stay tuned next week. Yeah. For another fun discussion where we do our homework, which is going to be the terminal. Still yep. the terminal on yep. Netflix. Just a reminder: go watch the terminal on Netflix. We will talk about it in depth. Yes. And another announcement: week. I've just got a little a new segment to announce as well yep. that we'll be getting next week. Yep. Just to try and keep our books in. <laughs> You want to continue listening, but since Survivor is currently not on, and I we think don't have it, Survivor Watch. I think it will be later this year, is what I've read. So oh, we'll have Survivor um, Watch. I'm looking forward to we'll be hearing to, your updates and not watching it. I'm looking or forward. watching the first episode and being very disappointed <laughs> when like one character I like gets voted off. Or uh, just I'm just looking forward to being able to use our incredibly shitty uh, Survivor Watch intro music again. Oh yeah. Um, that, oh. We put some effort into, into that, that terrible sound. Oh, um, man. But yeah, I, until then... Actually, we'll be... actually, there's one quick thing I want to talk about Survivor Watch. Oh, okay. Just, like, just a comment I want to make okay. based on your summary that you gave in an episode probably from like two months ago at this point where you and Liv sat down and gave a summary of Survivor Watch. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention the two best characters in the whole show. <laughs> you didn't mention Des in Des, your summary. Des, the character who, whilst you like, was the first person voted off of the show. Yeah, and I, I feel like he would have he would have been like the sleeper hit. He would have been the one that he definitely wouldn't. He was I an old, grumpy, sexist man. <laughs> but he was hilarious. Des, and then the Salmon King. You didn't even mention the Salmon King. Well, he's a man who did nothing and then quit for medical reasons. Yeah, yeah but he's still you pretty... Sure, you sure do pick him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, in, yeah, other, announcement house, in I, other housekeeping stuff... Yeah, another housekeeping uh, stuff. I'm going to be running uh, a new what, segment. What, before we get on to the new segment, just oh. from our like game of the year whatever stuff, Yeah, Doom is really, really good fun. Connor talked about it in our games episode. We hadn't played and, it. And I've now gone and played through the whole thing. Possibly one of the best... Actually, I would say one of the best shooter campaigns in yeah. like five years since probably Modern Warfare 2. So Connor was Halo, right. Halo 4. Is that, is that a message? Connor was right. And then Will was right because Westworld, I think, absolutely was the best show from last yeah, year. Yeah, uh, our official uh, show of the year was Stranger Things. Yeah. Having we not met, seen Westworld at the yeah. time. And now we've both watched all of Westworld. And it's uh, Westworld, guys. It's, it's Westworld. It's definitely Westworld. Will, if you're listening, you are right. <laughs> Um, yeah, and just to, just just the final announcement, uh, we're going to be having a new segment starting next week, uh, which uh, it's a long title. I'll get it somewhere. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, called "Actors Who Didn't Deserve This Shit," and uh, after going down the rabbit hole on Hayden Christensen for a while, I realised there are a few actors around kicking around the place that I and either aren't getting the roles that they should, I th- like I, who I want to see more. And a good act, just you know, they've they've done good work, yeah, but they've been passed over, or who just copped a lot of shit for mistakes that weren't there, like weren't theirs, simply because, and this happens a lot. I mean, when you're watching a movie, the only people that you see who are part of making the movie are the actors. So if a movie, if if, if you don't like a movie, you blame them. Um, and these these actors are people that I think have been unjustly blamed a little bit. Yeah, and the reason why you're going to talk about Hayden Christensen as our first subject is because he might, be, he might be one of the most hated actors, <laughs> but also because he recently watched Star Wars. Yes. Just to put that in context. Yes. Anyway, um, as always, 
like on whatever Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, and stuff. we're around. We're either a B with Sam and Peter or A B with S P. Yep. And we're on Tumblr. We're on Facebook. Are we on Tumblr? SoundCloud. Oh uh, yeah, I made a Tumblr account for a second. Oh, well, there's wow. nothing on Tumblr, <laughs> but we have one. We have we do post stuff on Instagram and Facebook yes. regularly. Instagram. So is if probably... you want to keep up with what we're doing yep. and our and our fun podcasty type things, yep. Check it out artwork Check on, it. on Facebook and stuff. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yep. yep. And if you want to download our episodes, if you don't have internet and you want to like have them on a drive or something, they, they are available to download on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. and and on iTunes and. All the the We're best podcasting things. things. But yeah. until then, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Next Saturday, damn it. Next Saturday. <laughs> It'll happen. It. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>